Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where it's my goal to help you with questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul and particularly help other left brain types like me ask the right questions in your search for a deeper meaning to life. And ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms, which I have had for much of my life. Today's topic, basically what I'm trying to do is cram probably a book into about uh, 15 minutes or so. But I want to talk about the power of prayer and how prayer works. And this has come up many times, especially as I've been through different things with my son and my wife. Recently, I was moving some things around the house here, and I came across a relic that we had. Now, you know, we're Catholic, and, and we had this relic for a long time in our family, and I've never really looked at it that closely. It's a little tiny box about the size of a ring box, and the top part of it is clear, and mounted underneath the, the clear plastic is a little piece of bone, and it says St. Catherine Labouret on it. Now, St. Catherine Labouret is a Catholic saint, and I think this is a, a part of her bone. Who knows, right? I think it was blown to my grandmother. It was passed to my mother. It's been passed to me. But it's something that you, I don't know, I've never actually used it to do anything with, but I assume you use it to pray with or pray, have it present when you pray. Uh, there are certainly people who attribute many miracle kind of things to relics. This got me thinking again, this isn't the, the first time I've had these thoughts, how does prayer work? Do relics really make a difference? What happens when you pray? What's the role of God in this whole thing? And I've read a couple interesting books. So the first thing I did was I went back to the way I was raised, you know, how, how does prayer supposed to work? And basically, there's plenty of quotes in the Bible. There's so much out there that I'm not even going to try and start quoting these things, but plenty of places in the Bible where Jesus tells his disciples to pray and praying ceasingly and whatever you ask for will be given to you. There's no right and wrong way to pray and that the Holy Spirit's with you when you pray. And I always believed all this. And, you know, I still believe in prayer, but a little bit differently, as I'll tell you in a few minutes. That's part of the whole thing about this podcast is my thoughts about a lot of things have changed. And that's what I want to share with you today is some different thoughts about prayer. But anyway, in the traditional sense, you're praying and your prayers go to God somehow. And my understanding always was that if, if what you're praying for lines up with what his will is, that you may or may not receive what it is you're praying for. And there have been plenty of times in my life, and I'm sure in yours, where you prayed for something and you didn't get it. And, you know, it's, I think, of course, especially with our son, we prayed for him to recover and or to get better, and it didn't happen, and he passed away. And and so that prayer wasn't answered. Why? Whereas my wife healing, uh, getting better and coming out of the coma, plenty of people were praying for her, including me, and she did come out of it. What's what's the difference? Did I do something wrong when we prayed for Matt? Were there more people praying for my wife, so there were more prayers there than for her than there were for Matt? All these kind of thoughts go through your mind. And some of the resources I was reading online, I went to the Institute of Catholic Culture, the ICC, and they've got a lot of cool videos there. And there's I've been watching these videos because I want to be as fair as I can. I don't my intent with this podcast is not to attack the Catholic faith or any Christian faith, but I so I want to make sure that I do 
read or study as much on the Catholic side as I have on the spiritual side. Some people call it New Age. And so I was watching some videos, and you know they talk about how if if you if, if what you're praying for lines up with God's will, that you may or may not get what you're praying for. But the, the big thing is that that they say, and I've seen it multiple places, not only Catholic sites but Christian sites. Hey, if you don't get what you prayed for, then you probably just don't understand the big picture. You know, God has a, a picture out there that that uh, from His perspective. Uh, you just may not understand what it is that you need, and he's got a different plan for you. There's one quote that I came across uh, from Isaiah, which says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. End of quote. So basically, dude, if uh, if, you don't, if you're not clued into what it is that, that I want, being God, then, then you just don't understand why you're not getting what you're praying for. So, of course, we don't understand maybe what we're receiving. But all of that said, it just kind of adds up to God works in mysterious ways. So I've been searching for a long time for better understanding of how the heck prayer works. Why is it more effective in one way than another? And I came across a very interesting book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by a gentleman named Joseph Murphy. And this book was written back in 1970s, I believe. So it's not new. And I've read that book, actually listened to it on Audible, and then got the the printed version because I wanted to read more closely what he had written because it strikes a chord with me in terms of understanding better about how prayer might work. And I also have read a lot of what's called the Seth material. Some of you have heard of this. If not, it's a a lady named Jane Roberts who channeled somebody named Seth and th- this being or this personality came out through her, and she's wrote a prol- prolific number of books. This was also in the 1970s. Oddly enough, interestingly enough, they, they say the same thing, basically about how prayer works and about how you line up what you, you think or what you want uh, as, as part of your prayer. And I find the, the Seth material and the Joseph Murphy book Particularly interesting because they both talk about prayer not being a supplication for divine intervention where you're praying to some being on a throne someplace or up in heaven somewhere and that person, that God, you know, says, yes, you're going to get this or no, you're not going to get that. But the prayer really is a way of attuning your soul self with your inner self and uh, it's it, basically puts you in a state of mind so you see yourself in the world differently and you attract to yourself those forces that you want. Especially the Joseph Murphy book, Power of Your Subconscious Mind, talks about a healing power, that there's a healing presence throughout the world, and there's only one universal healing principle. It operates through everything. The grass, the wind, the earth, the cat, the dog. Everything that is alive has the same universal healing principle. And man has to... man, women, whatever, you have to ask for this universal healing principle. And if you believe that it's going to happen, it will happen. The cool thing is, and this brings me back to the relic thing, the main ingredient in receiving the healing is that you believe it's going to happen. Now, there's plenty of biblical quotes where, I think it's in Matthew, where where Jesus says, uh, ask and you shall receive, 
or believe that you have will receive it and you should believe that you have it already and you will receive it which is kind of interesting because that lines up exactly with the manifestation process or subconscious right now believing that you're going to have it and you eventually will get it but the healing principle is believe that you're going to receive it believe you're going to receive the healing and you'll receive it back to the relic since I went off that topic the relic is something that people believe in so if you believe strongly enough that you're receiving, say, a healing for migraine or whatever because you're holding the relic in your hand, the point is you believe and you receive. If you're a non-Christian and you're in the middle of uh, India someplace and you're believing that you're receiving a healing because of some other reason, then that's your reality and you receive it because you believe it. If you are a non-Christian and you're living in some other time where there's a voodoo voodoo doctor or witch doctor and that person has convinced you that there's certain nature spirits that are going to heal you and you receive the healing is because you believed it and your subconscious mind lined up with this universal healing principle. And that's what I thought of when I saw the relic was I know, I'm sure, that my grandmother, maybe people before her my family, have prayed to St. Catherine Laboray with intentions for some type of prayer or intercession and may have received those things and then therefore attributed the receiving of that healing or whatever to St. Catherine Library. The point is you have to believe specifically in what it is you're praying for or asking for to receive it through your subconscious mind. I wanted to share with you a short story that kind of illustrates the power of belief or lack thereof. Some time ago, over 20 years ago now, I was working on a project, and uh, as part of that project, we were visiting different people who did healing. This was something completely unrelated to what I'm doing now, but the point was uh, a friend of mine invited me to the, his church, and I forget the name of the pastor, but he was, he was well-known and was very well-known for healing, and people would come all around and, and attend the services. When I got there, I noticed that there were all these people lining up and he asked them to come forward, and he would stand at the front of the, the church there and then kind of like bop them on the forehead, and they'd fall back unconscious or I don't know what, I didn't know what they were doing, but anyway, they were, they were all falling backwards. And there were two pairs of men on either side of the line up there, and they were catching these people as they fell back. I guess they were designated catchers or something. So... My friend said, oh, we got to go do this. We got to go do this. Think of something, you know, that you need healed or whatever. And I thought, okay, no problem. So we're shuffling along in line, you know, getting closer to the, the front of the church. And I don't know what this guy, he was saying something, you know, which sounded awesome. And then boom, he kind of like hit you in the forehead with the uh, lower part of the palm of his hand. So we get up there and I didn't know what to expect. He said something to me. Boom, he hit my friend. My friend fell backwards boom, he hit me in the forehead and I just just stood there. <laughs> I didn't know what to do and it, I didn't feel anything and didn't expect anything. And so he said, he, he looked at me and he said the same thing over again, this time with a little bit more force, hit me harder in the head, nothing happened again. And he, and he just kind of motioned for me to move on. So I, I just walked away. At the time, I felt like a complete failure. I had somehow you know, not received the Holy Spirit or whatever it is that was supposed to come into me. And my friend course he didn't see any of this he was passed out or something and later he, he was asked me how how it went you know was it great you know wasn't it wonderful and anyway 
at the time, I just thought I had failed the test there at the church. Looking back now, I appreciate that, you know, it's just a matter of belief. All those people that were walking up there believed and expected to be knocked down or knocked out or overcome or whatever it was he was doing to them. Whether or not they were healed, I don't know. My friend told me he felt great or felt better, whatever his ailment was. I don't even remember that. But for me, nothing. So I do I do believe there's certainly a distinction in, you know, being prepared or expecting to be healed versus not having that expectation. And at that point, I would certainly say my subconscious mind was not tuned in to any type of healing or expecting it. So that's kind of cool, and, and I that lines up with what I've been reading right now in terms of subconscious mind and the power of manifesting what it is you want. You can have anything that you want as long as you believe that you can receive it. But, I thought, what about somebody like my wife for whom people are praying for her? You know, there was a long time when she wasn't even conscious. How did she receive a healing if she wasn't able to ask for it herself? And Joseph Murphy addresses this in his book. And the point that he gets to is there is only one creative subconscious mind. There's only one power of mind. It's God, right? I I call that power God or I am or whatever that power is. There's only one mind. And when you are asking for a healing for my wife in this case, the power that you that you ask for aligns with her subconscious mind through this one power, this one mind. So you you could say, I guess, that that you're praying to God and that he is re, you know, reaching through that one mind to my wife and, and healing her that way. Uh, I prefer to think of it in terms of the same power that I ask for to heal myself, I'm asking for to heal my wife, and it, it's done through the subconscious mind. Do I understand it? Hell, hell no, I don't understand it. But it makes more sense to me that there is a there is a power in in my subconscious that I can. It's amazing, right? We can we can ask for this healing. We can ask for the subconscious power. Than it is to say, well, God works in mysterious ways, and that that power is uh, Murphy calls it the master secret of the ages. So he says, what in your opinion is the master secret of the ages? Is it the secret of atomic energy, thermonuclear energy, the neutron bomb, interplanetary travel, space travel? It's not any of these. The master secret is the marvelous, miracle-working power found in your own subconscious mind, the last place that most people would seek it. And to me, that just that just blows me away to think about maybe that's what Jesus meant. Right now I'm looking at uh, chapters this. This is Mark chapter 11. Jesus is speaking in here, uh, verse 22. He says, Have faith in God. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. End quote. And that now makes more sense to me in the in the light of understanding how our subconscious mind might work versus sending a prayer to, to somebody sitting on a throne someplace that may or may not, uh, may or not, may not approve it. So that that's all I want to talk about talk about today. Basically, what I did was what I always do. I, I overread, <laughs> overstudied, and I've got so many references that I was afraid I'd, this would wind up being a two-hour podcast. 
But that's the point of it. And I'm going to hopefully condense this into a book eventually because the parallels that I see now in these books like Think and Grow Rich, uh, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, a lot of the work by Napoleon Hill, the Seth material, it all makes sense in terms of understanding how powerful our, our subconscious is. And and I've never appreciated that, right? I always doubted that. And this also gets off into the whole area of good and evil, but I don't want to talk about that today either. Thank you for listening. Listen, if you want to uh, get a hold of me, I'm easy to find. Just uh, Mike Nicholas at uh, MikeNicholas.com. I'm sorry, it's Mike at MikeNicholas.com. And uh, my website, of course, is MikeNicholas.com, where I've got some some videos of the orbs and some other interesting things there that you might find uh, find of interest. And I look forward again. If you'd like to leave me a review of the podcast, I'd really appreciate that. And I respond to all the comments. That's all for today. Thank you. Bye.